Welcome to the Conscious Acts of Change podcast, a weekly platform that delivers thought-provoking, inspirational, and introspective dialogues in the areas of spirituality, lifestyle management, personal development, and wellness. Our mission is to empower you with ideas, strategies, and infinite possibilities that will pave the way for transformative choices, healing, and lifestyle enhancements that lead to a better life. We believe that initiating change creates space for new opportunities and growth as the old models of reality of life become obsolete. Embracing something new offers the chance to experience a quality of life beyond what was previously known. You deserve the chance to embark on a fresh journey, a new start, where positive changes and enriching experiences abound. Through our episodes, we seek to ignite your inner drive guiding you towards creating the life you've always desired. So join us in this empowering journey of self-discovery as we explore the boundless potential within you and unveil the path to a fulfilling and remarkable new life. This is Empress Q. Let's begin with our topic today. The subject matter is fear and Let's delve into the topic. I will be providing definitions, highlighting the differences and similarities of fear and faith, addressing the ease of attainment between the two, and emphasizing their non-religious nature, as well as the connection to our values, beliefs, and external influences. Fear and faith. Fear is an emotional response characterized by apprehension, concern, anticipation, or anxiety in the face of perceived threats, danger, or uncertainty. It often arises our instinctual desire of self-preservation and can manifest in various forms, such as fear of the unknown, fear of failure, or fear of rejection. It can be fear of being alone, fear of job loss, the fear of losing someone, or how about the fear of letting go? Within our perception of perceiving something, it relates to how we comprehend or view a situation, event, or experiences. Experience based on personal perception, beliefs, and understanding about it. What is this fear connected to for me to assume the situation, event, or experience may not result positively for me? So, If you are in fear, how do you see that fear? How do you realize that fear, interpret that fear? But how 
Do you understand the events that have occurred or are occurring in your life? You see, fear triggers the fight or flight response within us. We are going to either confront the threat or escape it. Fear can also bring intense emotions such as anxiety, dread, or panic. These emotions can magnify the perception of how we see or interpret a traumatic event. We're all in our head picturing something that hasn't even happened yet or has happened and we're taking it to the next level. What might be a challenging situation under normal circumstances can become overwhelmingly traumatic when viewed through the lens of fear. Many people suffer from anticipated fear. Anticipated fear refers to the apprehension or worry about potential future events or situations that are perceived, and notice how I am saying the word perceived as threatening or anxiety-inducing. It involves the expectation of encountering something fearful or distressing further on down the road, even if that event hasn't occurred yet. This type of fear, as we all know, can cause extreme levels of anxiety and stress, like COVID-19, when we were all freaking out about the anticipation of the virus, what's next for our life, how many more people are going to die, what, what are we going to do, how or will we return to our jobs. Things are changing, that unknown, anticipated aspect. Or you receive a medical diagnosis and the doctor says there could be a possibility of, and then we said, oh, the doctor said that I have anticipated losses before they even happen. Negative and pessimistic thinking. Oh, I remember the time of the catastrophic prediction when 1999 was coming to a close and the year 2000 and the world thought that the clock couldn't turn into 2000 and we were going to just have a great blackout. People were running out buying uh, additional light bulb generators, all kind of things because anticipated and perceived Or how about the fear of not having enough? I was just reading a magazine talking about the upcoming food shortages in wheat and grains. Not having enough can cause mental and emotional impact, breakdowns in our lives. Because we allow our mind to just run away with a thought, an idea, a perspective. Rumors, gossip, social amplifications, misinformation, confirmation of bias opinions, media influences, and community impact can have serious types of psychological impact within our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. These impressions 
can cause serious damage if we do not have a foundation in our life. Fear is a primal emotion deeply ingrained in our evolutionary history. It's our body's way of signaling potential danger, a survival mechanism that keep our families alert in the face of threats. Fear often manifests as a gut feeling, a sense of unease or even a racing heart. You know, when you're shaking that leg because you're just anticipating and waiting for that answer and that leg and foot is just shaking, racing our heart. It's a powerful force that can hold us back, leading to avoidance, hesitation, and separation from our own divine source and self. But faith, on the other hand, is a deep-rooted trust or belief in something without concrete proof. It is it has no evidence because it has not happened yet. It extends beyond religious context and encompasses confidence in our ability, the goodness of ourselves, or the unfolding of positive blessings and outcomes for our life. Faith can act as a driving force, motivating us to take risks and pursue those things we seek or, again, anticipate for our lives before its manifestation. Faith is a remarkable cognitive and emotional faculty. It operates in the realm of possibilities, potential, and po probabilities where belief transcends tangible evidence. We believe in faith and goodness. However, it is not tangible. Faith is what enables us to set ambitions, pursue dreams, and take and, and trust in the unknown, trust in the mysteries of life and those things that are unexplained. It is the great central light guiding us through life's uncertainties, motivating us to step into that unknown and unfamiliar space with hope and optimism. What are the differences and similarities of faith and fear? While fear and faith may appear polar opposites, they share common threads. They really do. Some of you may be freaking out and say, well, how do they, how, how do they share? They're totally two different things. Yet they are, yet they have commonality. Both fear and faith involve belief. Those are the similarities. Fear is the anticipation of negative outcomes and faith is the anticipation of positive outcomes. Two polarities, dualisms, and juxtapositions offering equal balance within itself. 
both faith and fear tap into the power of imagination. Fear often conjures negative scenarios while faith envisions constructive visions. Fear and faith reflect back to us the inner mirror of our heart and emotions. Both faith and fear significantly influence our behaviors. Fear hinders us, causing hesitation, avoidance, and separation, while faith can propel us forward, upward, inspiring confidence and courage, communing with our divine self. Both fear and faith are deeply intertwined with our values and beliefs. Our experiences, upbringing, and cultural backgrounds shape our relationship with fear and faith. What type of systems have you put in place regarding what your value and beliefs are based on what you know about what is showing up in the landscape of your life? Fear tends to be more accessible because it operates from a place of caution. You see, these two things, fear and faith, are two forces that are often engaged in a dance within our minds and in our hearts. So one offers, offers us caution. It's that voice that says, yeah, but what if something goes wrong? Or, I'm not enough. You have not yet shown me that I can trust you. These thoughts are familiar and at times seductive because they offer a false sense of security. Faith, on the other hand, asks us to leap into the unknown, to trust in ourselves, to trust in the unknown universe. It requires courage and the willingness to face uncertainty head on if we learn how to embrace vulnerability and resilience. This result can only be seen as evidence within our lives if we truly take the time to learn to deeply cultivate our faith along our journey. This is what makes the journey sacred, special, and enduring. So at the core of both fear and faith are our beliefs, and values. They determine which direction that we're going to go in with this duality, with this juxtaposition position, the juxtaposition about the foundation of our connections, our unions. Who do we align with in our life? What do we align with in our life? 
So our beliefs shaped our perceptions of reality. If we believe in our limitations, fear will dominate. Conversely, if we believe in our potential, faith can take root and flourish. So what is the foundation of understanding you have created in knowing you? Your faith-based practices and your convictions based on any religious principles and laws. How do you use them to help you build a better foundation of knowing you? Our beliefs are best derived from our inner identity. I'm going to say that again. Because so many people are asking the question, who am I? Our beliefs are best derived from our inner identity. Your belief is associated with what you identify as and with. Every word you identify after your I am is an object, um, adjective. I'm sorry. (laughs) It is an adjective. Adjectives modify or describe a noun. So what is the noun in I am? The noun is you. It is I. I. Providing information about the qualities, the appearance, or the state of being of me. I. I am the subject. So my subject must be defined. It must be described. It must give information about the quality, the appearance, and my state of being. What you believe is how you define who you are, who you see from within, outwardly. The word am is a verb. It is your descriptive current state of being. It means you are there. Within that present moment, however you describe your I. So, I am. Is a deeply held belief we hold about ourselves, which can significantly influence behaviors, your perception of the world you created for yourself, as well as demonstrating negative and positive beliefs within your system of truth and understanding about yourself. So let's take a, a look at the values that we create as our adjectives. Our values guide our decisions and actions. Fear often emerges when our values are threatened or compromised, right? And faith in contrast allows with our aligns with our values, providing the motivation to live in accordance with what we hold dear within us exists. The question here is, what do you value in your life? What 
is important to you. Because here's where you're going to say, I am, and add that adjective. Now, keep in mind, many of us, billions of us, speak daily about I am, which is our spiritual identity, I, the subject, having definition and definement about how I see myself through qualities, through my attributes, you know, how, how, how do I see myself? How do I define myself? In the present, in my present state of being, are not always valuable in some of the terms, terminology we use in our I am. But the question again here is, what do you value about your life? What is important to you? I do not want to give any examples here at this time because I want you to truly think about this question. I do not want you to be influenced by this list of personal values that I put together, but for you to discover what your personal and unique values are for you. Look at your environment. Look at the landscape you have created and see what is there to serve you and what is not there serving you. Your values are important because they help you towards navigating your inner and outer life. They are the signposts instructing you what is good, fair, and right for you, as well as what is not just for you. Take some time to identify what your personal values are. And how you use them to navigate your current life towards your desired life. Then the next area that I want to talk about here is our relationship with fear and faith. And how it is influenced by the external world those external factors like media, how media, you know, uh, influence us through social interactions, uh, those things uh, or the things that other people say to you, things you hear on the news, things you read, or any other external influence that you are exposed to that can shape your belief system. Some of them, as you already know, is the television, movies, books, the Internet. Now we have AI. The hot influence of the moment, the, the hot trend of the moment can greatly influence our beliefs and values by shaping our perceptions of what is or appears to be normal, acceptable or desirable. Society, our culture in which we live has a significant impact on our beliefs and values. This includes societal norms, traditions, and shared experiences within a community. 
cultural norms and societal expectations can shape our relationships with these forces. Some societies may foster fear-driven behaviors, while others may encourage faith-based optimism. Our religious teachings influence us. They help to form a significant part of our belief system and influence their values upon us. Not to say that's right or wrong, I'm just saying that that is a part of the equation of our influence. Our personal experiences and our interactions with the world around us and other people can lead to the formation of beliefs. These experiences can include relationships, work experiences, and other significant life events. And let's not talk about our political environment <laughs> in which we live. Influencing our beliefs about power, justice, equality, freedom, rights, human rights. These are all things that we must consider when we are looking at and talking about our faith and fear. We talk about our faith and fear, but we do not put it in the context of our how we are responsible for creating. We are not victims of fear. We create every experience in our life. So the path to finding balance between Fear and faith is a lifelong endeavor. Some people would like to be in peace and Zen forever, but it just doesn't work that way. We can't grow if we are Zen out. We are here to have experiences, to have tests, to be tested, to have challenges to have trials and tribulations. But it's not because we are being punished. It is about how are we going to handle all of that? How do we make decisions to handle and manage and build systems and foundations to run our fear and faith through so that we can come out saying, I managed it well versus becoming reactionary versus becoming unhinged and failing the tests and having to repeat the tests because of the karmatic experiences that we create. It involves recognizing when fear is serving as a protective mechanism and when it's limiting our potential. It means nurturing our faith as a guiding light when we are faced with uncertainty. The journey from faith, from fear to faith is paved with the bravery to confront the unfamiliar and uncertain 
where uncharted potential and opportunities reside. It's a delicate equilibrium between light and shadow, the familiar and the unfamiliar, hope and fear. If we can navigate life's precarious, precarious tightrope, a world of unimaginable possibilities can await us on the other side, beyond the comprehension of the human mind. But many of us do not give ourselves the opportunity to walk into that space, dance between the light and shadow, because that is where the power is, in the tightrope. One end and the other end, but the power lies within, between, beyond the comprehension, because it is that unknowingness, that unfamiliar space between the starting point from walking the tightrope to getting to the other side, you're not familiar with what's gonna happen in between. And that can be a beautiful thing when we don't have control by understanding these concepts beyond their religious connotations, we can relate to them universally. Fear and faith are part of the human experience, influencing our choices, actions, and ultimately the narratives we create for our life. It, in, in embracing both fear's cautionary wisdom and faith's limitless possibilities, we can navigate life's challenges with greater resilience, purpose, and optimism. So now let's talk about the easement and attainment of fear and faith. faith. Interestingly, it may seem that fear is easier to attain than faith. This is because fear can stem from our primal survival instincts and often requires less effort. It can be triggered by external threats or negative experiences, making it readily accessible, just waiting for us to show up. Faith, on the other hand, can be more challenging to cultivate. It often demands conscious effort, introspection, and a willingness to let go, let go, let go of the doubts and uncertainties, which is our trust. However, the rewards of faith, such as increased resilience, positivity, and a sense of purpose, makes it all worthwhile. And let me tell you, I am a witness to that. And many of you are as well. Fear and faith goes beyond religion in our lives. It's important to emphasize that fear and faith are not exclusively tied to religion. They transcend religious boundaries and influence all aspects of our lives. They are deeply rooted in our values and beliefs, shaped by our personal experiences and the values instilled by our cultural culture and upbringing. 
So some people don't believe in God. Some people believe only in the universe. Some people believe in Buddha. Some people believe in many other types of aspects of religious practices. However, everyone, the common thread is that we all experience fear and faith, which has nothing to do with our religious belief system. Moreover, they are influenced by external factors, such as stated before, our societal norms, the media, and peer pressure. Understanding the non-religious nature of fear and faith allows us to explore these concepts in a universal and relatable manner. We inadvertently empower both our fear and faith through the energies we emit in the forms of sound, frequency, rhythms, actions, spoken words, and responses. And even in our choices of external influences, our foundation of fear and faith rests upon the values we hold, the visualization and mental images we construct. And the self-perceptions, the projections, the expressions and influences we both discharge and absorb, consume from the world around us. So, what story are we consciously crafting for our lives? And what self-sabotaging patterns are we inadvertently nurturing within our psyches. We are, in essence, the authors of our own reality, narratives, encompassing the anxieties, the traumas, the shame, the guilt, the judgment, and the emotional entanglements we find ourselves in and are stored within our physical and emotional bodies. But you see, the internal struggle we face involves cultivating unwavering faith within our spiritual values and principles. Cultivating unwavering faith within our spiritual values and principles, within our religious laws and teachings all while navigating the challenging terrains of doubt, fear, and uncertainty residing within the library of our subconscious minds. So, what happens? <laughs> we then begin to experience, some of us, not everyone, long-term effects and how they leave lasting imprints within our mental state. If we continually experience fear or are exposed to long, profound periods of stress, it can lead to chronic anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. These conditions can make us more susceptible to experiencing traumatic events or perceiving events as traumatic. Both fear and faith serve as reflections of our past experiences. They provide 
evidence of our beliefs, illustrating what held the greatest influence over us or glimpses into our inner strength and resilience, as well as moments where we find we have faltered and endured hardships along the way. Fear can create a cycle of avoidance and um, repetition. We might avoid situations or experiences that trigger fear, which can limit our growth and opportunities. When someone wants to have a conversation and we continuously avoid it, business fairs or appointments we must keep, yet we procrastinate. Alternatively, we might inadvertently find ourselves in similar fearful situations repeatedly reinforcing the traumatic nature of running away from some realities we may have created for ourselves. Then fearful experiences tend to also create vivid and long-term memories. These memories can resurface unexpectedly, triggering emotional distress or flashbacks, which are common elements of post-traumatic stress disorder. These types of formations of fear are often found in long-lasting romantic relationships where we recognize certain traits and behaviors from previous, earlier significance with others. It's important to note that not all fearful experiences lead to trauma, as individuals' response to fear can vary. Factors such as one's resilience, your support system, and coping strategies play a significant role in determining whether a fearful event becomes traumatic. Additionally, seeking professional help and support can be crucial in processing and healing from traumatic experiences related to fear. So, in conclusion, fear and faith are intricate aspects of human experience. We cannot avoid it. Yet, it deserves our attention and exploration. We need to see how we are shaping our lives every time we speak, open our mouth, respond (laughs) regarding our I am. Because it's that adjective that is going to determine whether we are going to walk in fear or whether we will walk in faith. By understanding their definitions, recognizing these similarities and differences, and appreciating the non-religious nature, we can navigate fear and faith influence on our lives more effectively and consciously. We just need to choose which path we are going to take. How are we using our adjectives with our self-identity of I am? 
How are we going to take responsibility? What do we value? What do we believe? What do we know for sure within our own life, not in someone else's, that serves as the very foundation of who I am? This is Empress Q encouraging you to empower your fear through faith. I love being here every week. I am back and I have more thought-provoking, inspirational information for you that will help you to contemplate where you are in your life and to help you build and reconstruct the life that you truly deserve. Visit us at our website at nirvanalifestyle.network. You can also listen to our podcast there to learn more about the work that we're doing. We have some upcoming programs, a free workshop coming on the 23rd of this month called Women um, of Supreme Understanding. And here I'm going to really break down definitions and, and, and help you to make breakthroughs about understanding some of the surface level uh, construct of the world definition, the matrix definitions of this whole gamut of our spiritual foundation and the nature of our being. It is a free workshop. Go to my website, sign up. This is my opening gift to you to help you better contemplate and understand and get a grasp on shaping the life that you truly deserve. This is Empress Q. And as always, until we meet again, stay in peace. Next cycle and shalom.